0: Today, we were listening to one of our favorite pastors, uh, Tony Evans, and uh, his topic was, How Much of God Do You Want? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was reading from Ephesians 3, uh, talking about you know, Peter and how he was encouraging us to build intimacy. Because The more you grow in intimacy with God, the more of the power of God can flow through you. And that level of power is a reflection of how how much you work at building that intimacy. And it's interesting because it just shows how relational the creator of the universe is in a sense of how you grow with anyone in in closeness and the capabilities of accomplishing things together the more you grow in intimacy trust love care you're able to rely and all of those things so it it's really no different with God but a large portion of that growth rests on how much we work at building that closeness I'm thinking we should probably just go and read the scripture yeah um, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it um, you go ahead and read it I'm gonna read it All right. so we're going to once again Ephesians
1: three fourteen
0: 14 to 21 14 to 21 it says appreciation of the mystery and this is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus who are the Ephesians and it says for this reason I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his holy spirit in the inner man that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
1: What a beautiful prayer.
0: Yeah, and just to go ahead and continue reading the the application, it says, The family of God includes all who have believed in him in the past, all who believe in the present, and all who believe in the future. We are all a family because we have the same Father. He is the source of all creation, the rightful owner of everything. God promises his love and power to his family, the church. If we want to receive God's blessings, it is important that we stay in contact with other believers in the body of Christ. Those who isolate themselves from God's family and try to go it alone, cut themselves off from God's power. God's love is total, says Paul. It reaches every corner of our experience. It's with It covers the breadth of our experience and reaches out to the whole world. Its length, it continues the length of our lives. Its height, it rises to the heights of our celebration and elation. Its depth, it reaches to the depths of discouragement, despair, and even death. When you feel shut out or isolated, remember that you can never be lost in God's love. For another prayer about God's immeasurable and exhaustible love, you can go to Romans 8, verse 38 and 39. And if we have time, we'll, we'll uh, visit that as well. Uh, but that's just for your reference if you'd like to visit there as well. But this whole passage is about building closeness with God. And as we build that closeness Our inner man is strengthened. Our spiritual man is strengthened. And through that strength, we're able to be more effective in the world. To reflect Him with accuracy and to show the presence of God to others. And show how having the Lord in your life can change your life for the better. Once again, one thing we can operate as children in, in the kingdom of God is thinking that everything is perfect all the time the reality is we live in a broken world that goes against the statutes the commands of what God put in place to keep this world balanced so being affected by one another we are going to experience hardship but with our faith and knowing who we are and having that peace of God, we can withstand and suffer long with others in this world and recognize and know that God sees everything and will always have things work out for our good as long as we stay focused on Him and have faith in how He is in control and sees the end as, as along with the beginning. So I don't know if you had anything you wanted to share.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, to kind of, uh, expand upon what you're saying, you know, we need to also bring focus on the importance of prayer mm-hmm. in order to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Because if, uh, in order for us to be able to access God to the fullest, uh, whether his wisdom, his power, his blessings, his protection, his provision, his love, we have to establish a relationship. Like, we have to be able to say, yeah, you know, God and I are in a relationship, you know. And what does that mean? Intimacy. You mentioned intimacy. And, you know, through the reading of his word, um, one, and two, with prayer, and not just that sporadic prayer, you know, uh, that, uh, daily prayer, but really, uh, Jesus even tells us to pray without ceasing, so it means to, uh, be able to go about your day, and even besides that time that we spend, you know, uh, we know is the secret place, that moment during the day where you are in your quiet space, maybe in the morning, everybody's different, but, you know, even beyond that, to be able to uh, uh, develop the habit of accessing God uh, by talking to him, by simply talking to him, and um, whether it is uh, um, reaching out to, you know, for wisdom or reaching out to God to just share our intimate feelings and thoughts, uh, the point is to, to really strengthen that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it makes me think of even like if we compare, uh, uh, earthly relationships, you know, like for instance, in our professions, no matter what you do, let's say, for instance, I'm a musician and, uh, let's say, um, uh, there is, uh, <clears throat> a musical director that, um, you know, uh, puts on great shows and, uh, you know, all the musicians in the community, they really, uh, wanna, wanna work for this guy, you know, um, who gets called for the job. It's not just necessarily who has the best skills all the time, but usually is the person, you know, that, uh, the guy, the director trusts the most, that knows the most, that can... Can can uh, has a bond with has a relationship with because a lot of people have skills, mm-hmm. but it's it's the the more you have a relationship with somebody that then you know uh, they feel close to you but then by them growing, drawing you close to them you get to benefit beyond just the gig, you know what I mean, that you get, then you get to learn from them, you get to pick their brain, you know what I mean, you get to learn from their good qualities and work ethics, so there's so much more, so we can even learn from how we deal with each other, how that works. Mm -hmm. If that's valid with earthly relationship, can you imagine when it comes to the relationship that we are able to develop with God because that's really what God wants from us. wants He wants a relationship and He wants to give us all the power and all the things and all the blessings that He has in store for us, but He can't do that if, if He doesn't know us and we don't know Him. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I wanted to complete the application. Uh, I actually missed a couple of sections which would support what you had just said about you know, the fullness, experiencing the fullness of God and how it is isn't expressed only in Christ, in union with Christ through his empowering spirit that we actually are complete. So, you know, we talked about in previous podcasts that void and how the spirit is that part that comes as we when we accept Christ the spirit comes and lives in us and fills us up and that makes us complete we are no longer an empty vessel and when we have the fullness of god the fullness the fullness of the holy spirit the fullness of god is available to us but we must be appropriate we must appropriate excuse me that fullness through faith and through prayer as we daily live daily for him and one thing is that you can do in prayer is ask the Holy Spirit to fill every aspect of your life to the fullest. It says here, prayer of praise to God. Uh well, I'm sorry. Uh pretty much it says uh how we should connect with other members in the God, uh, body of Christ in order to create the unity that god wants Mm. and we are supposed to uh fellowship with other uh believers Believers in the body we also need to also pray together pray for one another in order to grow and read the word it's not just prayer but reading about god how the holy spirit also begins to work in us is how we read the Word, and by reading the Word, we learn about God. We learn about others' relationships with God and how some of their life experiences are, can be somewhat translatable to ours and how we can, through their experience, learn about the nature of God, the personality of God, what God loves, what He hates, what tends to make Him smile. You know, I think about how he called David a man after his own heart. Like, Mm -hmm. what a beautiful uh, way to be referred to by our creator. So God does really enjoy that fellowship. I think about how we are with our children or our loved (laughs) ones. Yes. You know, and how we bring them, you know, we are part of the process of bringing them onto this planet but then I watch my children grow. I thoroughly enjoy, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you know, they're kids. But, you know, my, my when Phoenix comes and she says, Mom, can I talk to you about something? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pleasure that my child wants to share their strengths, their weaknesses, their joys. I love to see how she loves to please me with these little things that she does. See, I did this. You know, my son, you know, Zaire, he's a lot older, but even in his own way, he likes to share his awards. He's in college, so he will share his his uh, victories. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, I, God is no different. He loves when we share our lives with him. And just like any, once again, any relationship, you only grow when you Intentionally take that time to say, How are you? How is your day? Those people that are near and dear to your heart, those are the people who text you for no reason. They send you a joke. You know, yeah. they'll go, I was thinking about you today. They'll call you. Like, I'll call my friends and I get their voice. I'm like, I didn't want nothing just to say hi. Mm-hmm. You know, just those simple things. Like when you when we were talking yesterday we were uh, you had dropped me off and you came and you bought me a card just because and I think that that is the same way God desires to have a relationship with us very spontaneous very real because he's made us that way because he's that way we are made in his image and you have to be genuine Mm
1: -hmm. yes yes and I'm glad you said that because um, what was coming to mind is that oftentimes we people uh, do these things that are supposed to get us close to God, but they become almost like a chore, right? So it's like a legalistic approach mm-hmm. to it. but when it's done that way, oftentimes is to get things from God. You know, it's like that person that, you know, in the business world, they call him brown nosing, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to be nice to the boss so Mm -hmm. that I can get a promotion. Uh Instead of just being genuinely nice and developing a a, a genuine relationship. Mm -hmm. And and, and like you said, you know, it's that uh, genuine approach to God. Just from the very fact that once you start to get a taste and a glimpse of who God is. How can you not want to know more? I mean, it's it's like the, from the moment you start to really feel that uh, power, that like it how He operates, it just starts. He just starts to blow your mind time and time and time again. Where to you 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 get to the point where you wanna know more. You wanna talk to Him. You want to spend time with him. It's not because you have to, because pastor said that you got to pray at least once a day. You got to read, you know what I mean? You got to read Mm -hmm. your passage. And these are the things that you need to do. It's because you want to do them.
0: Well, I don't think realistically when you are a person translating from the world Mm -hmm. to the kingdom of God... I don't think it's necessarily something that like I one thing that I think that people in the kingdom of God they make it seem like it's just like like you said like how can you not and, but there's a lot of people if you if you don't experience God you can't miss what you've never had. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So I don't think it's one of those scenarios of how can you not. But once you are, if you've lived life enough where you've had enough experience to see that your way doesn't work, because let's face it, the majority of us on this planet, a life without a foundation, a spiritually sound foundation, you are not going to experience full joy and happiness. You will always be trying to fill it with something and it's not until you surrender to Christ and you get with people who also have a relationship with Christ to support you, hold you accountable, to mentor you. All of these different things because we all have different roles in the body of Christ. I'm nobody's pastor, but I'm going to I'm going to hold the people that I love accountable to the things that they say they want and to the life they say they want to accomplish. Like, you know, I know just in in our relationship, it was not very godly to start. Right. Even though we believe in God, we grew up that way, you can get jaded with life. And especially if you don't have other godly people in your world holding you accountable, it is very easy to go right back to the patterns of this world. So I never want to come across as if I'm perfect, the place that I come from is because I've been there, done that, and it doesn't work, you know, I have been called all kinds of interesting names when I do put that accountability out there, because I hold myself accountable, I I can't even say that I'm hard on myself, I am very honest with myself, and I know that if I keep meeting up against the wall, I know exactly why. Because I'm trying to find a loophole. I'm trying to bend the rules a bit. I'm trying to take little bits of the word and make it work for me, but then do it my way in this end. Been there, done that in different phases. And at this point in my life, I just don't feel like playing games because the only person I'm playing games with is my own life. Right. And the people who I'm sent here to affect, uh, as, as this ripple effect in the kingdom of God, the people that I am supposed to reflect the kingdom of God to, they cannot be blessed because I am not doing my part. And I personally believe when I came into this body, I agreed to what I was sent here to do. Just like Jesus did. He got here. He knew what he was supposed to do, being born, teaching ministering, healing, being crucified, but even he prayed, Lord, oh Lord, can I have this cup pass from me? So even, even when we know that we come here for a purpose, this life, if you get wrapped up in it and you constantly have to deal with all of these different distractions that the enemy throws your way, it is very easy to get caught up. So it's not like, oh, I accept the Holy Spirit and then everything you know, is all roses. Right. Most of the time, we oscillate back and forth. I mean, you and I have argued greatly over the lack of consistency in certain areas and we will go back to a certain pattern and it blow right up in our face and we fussing and fighting and all kinds of craziness. And it's just not, it's not realistic to think like some people say, you know, I just never had this desire ever again. I I admire you. It's not that way for most people, and it's okay because we have to operate from faith. We are learning to have faith in what we cannot see right away. We have to grow in that intimacy. We have to be intentional on our part just like with anything you learn. You don't doctors don't just wake up doctors. They have to Put the work in, put their nose in the books, test themselves Mm -hmm. to show. The word says study to show yourself approved. We have to put forth the work in reaching out to God. God has always been there. It is us who have moved away. So we have to do that work like the prodigal son to return.
1: Exactly. Exactly. His
0: father was still there, but he had to turn around. He had to humble himself. He had to get on his knees and, and 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 repent to his father. And his father ran to him with open arms. And we have to be genuine. We have to seek God out. So he can see that we are sincere and passionate about that love. I'm not going to give my heart to anyone. I mean, I can love you. But am I going to give you the fullness of myself when I know that you're going to just use me or pimp me out or try to you know just take advantage of what gifts I have and then turn your back as soon as you benefit it doesn't work that way like going back to the example you used with the musicians you know even though it's great to have a rapport and that individual may work with you because of the rapport do you know how many people they will only build a rapport for a uh, an end point a means to an end they really don't have an interest in the person they have an interest in where the person can get them and it was the same with the sorcerer simon we Mm -hmm. were talking about um in acts chapter eight uh where the the disciples they were in samaria and people were being healed they were performing miracles and even with simon this sorcerer who was in Samaria, he was doing all these miraculous signs and people were so impressed with him, but Philip shut them all down because Simon, they, they, the Samarians, they had someone sick and Simon was supposed to heal her. Heal him, heal him, didn't work. But Philip, under the, 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 the covering of the Holy Spirit, healed that person and even impressed the sorcerer who had been doing works in Samaria for quite some time. And and even he was like, yo, this man has the Holy Spirit. He has the power of God. And the simple fact that he was even convinced the people of Samaria were like, yo, even Simon, whoa. But it what it didn't just stop there. I'm going to read Acts chapter 8 verse 14. It says, "Now the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. This was Philip over in Samaria. They sent Peter and John to them, who when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy spirit. As yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money will perish with you, because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you for i see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity then simon answered and said pray to the lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me and that is it, like, you know, Simon, there's a lot of people that they will see the hand of God on your life, and they'll go to church, they'll join the choir to do all these things, but then only pray to God when they want something.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Or one, one need a breakthrough, something happens in their life, and they need God to show up, but as soon as the miracle happens, or God opens a door, or, or makes a way, they go right back to their lives. I myself have definitely been guilty of that, especially when I was younger, because I was still learning about love for myself and how it is to truly love others and love God. And it really wasn't until I learned about the true love of God that I was really able to love others fully, because it's not about gain. It's not about uh, uh, a means to an end. It's about being so loved without deserving it that I have no other desire but to share that love with other people. And it cannot, you know, you cannot be false. You cannot have the Holy Spirit dwell within you and not have the proper intentions. The Holy Spirit knows your heart. The Holy Spirit searches your heart. So God, even though you may, you know, repent give your life to christ you can still live a powerless life if your motives are not right and you do not surrender to the holy spirit to do the work
1: you know um uh, you know just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying um this simon the sorcerer that kind of attitude we see even to this day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know in the church oh yeah right oh yeah how many people go to church and they they tithe, they give money, right? Because you're supposed to give, the word says you're supposed to give, and it even talks about, you know, give back God 10% uh, of your first fruit, you know, um, but they do it almost like, look God, I'm giving you this money, do something for me, you know, with that attitude. Uh, or if it's not that, they will do things like they'll dress up to impress God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or of course, sometimes to impress the the congregation and the people there. but you know, but even sometimes like they'll dress up because it's like, look how holy and nice I look God. as if mm-hmm. God is interested in mm-hmm. our outer appearance, mm-hmm. you know, and again, you can do all these things. Uh, in the world, we see it all the time like one big argument with people that are not saved and they don't follow Christ and they're like, well, I'm a good person. I, go- I do nice things mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. people. So why is God treating me this way? Why is he allowing this to happen? blah 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 what what did why did that person go through that? They are such nice people and it's like, but it's not just about that. Being nice, and doing nice things for others it should be a result of your relationship with God. Not just because you are nice to others, then God is supposed to just do all these things for you. It goes back to the intimate relationship with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, gen- the, the genuine relationship with God.
0: I mean, absolutely. I think that we we all too much want to put on this facade that we are just walking the right path each and every day. Like, if you go to my Instagram or my Facebook page, first of all, I only feel like posting when something good happens. I have to be honest. You know, I will sometimes, you know, put up a a quote or, or something that I'm thinking that shows that I'm deep in thought. But, you know, I think that we have this propensity to display to the world only one aspect of our lives but people who really know me you know i have two two types of people that i've grown up with the ones who can see the change and then the ones who will fall away because they don't want to acknowledge a change that is there you know what i mean there's gonna be people in your life that, you know, even Jesus went when he when he went back to his his hometown of uh was it uh, uh was it Nazareth? Because I was gonna say Bethlehem, that's where he was born, but Nazareth. He couldn't perform miracle there because he couldn't perform miracles there because they just believed him to be a carpenter's son. And you could have the call of God on your life and the mundane people who cannot see who. Who, the, 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 the the light of God on your life because they have no way of identifying. People can't identify what they don't experience. So it's going to be hard to give you uh, the space to see that you've changed or to see that you may be able to help them. It takes a certain level of humility. And I think that I have such a respect for people who I know are fearless about not just acknowledging God, but acknowledging their journey because we can, like I have friends that it's so weird. Like I have a a friend of mine and she's, she's saved from, from what I see as far as her posts. I don't talk to her quite as much as I used to. We used to work together But she's married to a pastor and things like that. But it's super interesting how when I try to kind of say, hey, ask her about her journey. What was different? I know the last time I saw you, it was like, she was like, yeah, I'm, you know... But what are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like some people are literally ashamed of their journey, but that is your ministry. Your that is what makes yeah. you relatable to other people. She had actually had the nerve to tell me the questions I was asking her. She wrote a book about and people are paying her to interview her for it. And I was like, okay, okay, all right. So I'm not here to interview you. I'm I'm just here as a friend talking to you because I haven't seen you in many years. And I know the last time I saw you, You was down in margaritas. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) And you was the same pastor's wife then. So I just, I have a, a, a love and a respect for those who are not afraid of their walk. Because people need to see if they can become... Saved that they can operate in the power of God, so can I. It is those who are self-righteous and act like they don't make mistakes that makes God seem so distant and so unattainable. And it's unloving and it's unfair. And we all have equal access to God through Christ. Christ came. He showed us that if He can do it, so can we. We have to do it through faith because... God knew who he was. Jesus knew who he was when he came down here. We, unfortunately, part of our journey is remembering that and looking at Christ's example. There is no no judgment against these other religious paths and things like that, but none of them sacrificed their lives for me. None of them told me that I have direct access to the father. None of them went and took the keys uh, uh, of hell and took away the sting of death and showed me that I could rise again, that this is not the end for me. None of those other religions have done that for me. So I, you know, I just, I am so passionate about what I have experienced at this point that I would be remiss to not share that it, it was not an overnight journey. And I am still processing. I am still processing. I'm going through certain things now that it's just like super like, okay. And you know, I'm a little older now. So then I got like physical stuff that there's nothing physically wrong with me. But as you age, your body shifts, you know, and I'm like finding my bearings with, what this new refined uh, place in life my body is in, you know, it's like the more that I have taken care of myself, the more my body requires, the more that I grow, the more work it takes, but I have the discipline to do it. So I, I'm not shying away from a lot of the changes, but I still need the Holy Spirit to guide me because this is a new, new territory for me. So I don't really know what to do except for Pray. And right now I'm in this phase where the spirit wakes me up at four in the morning and I am praying. And I'm like, I, to be honest, I I don't necessarily see any different except for the fact that I have peace in my life. Drama happens, but I'm just like, okay, it is what it is. And I can speak my mind and speak my heart without, you know, getting, going left field emotionally and there's a whole bunch of offense you know, I'll, I can disagree and we can find, you know, in in, in, in any area, find uh, some level of understanding. So I've grown. I can still see the growth. Um, you had even pointed out, you know, some things that I had said that I wanted that are happening that I think I'm so busy working and following the path that is being laid before me. I'm not taking the time to go, oh, yeah, I did that. So it was just nice that you had mentioned that I had made some accomplishments in areas that I had said that I wanted. So it goes to show that the Lord is working in me and, um, my, my area of pridefulness has decreased. I just really want to be about my father's business I got stuff to do. And looking at what's happening in the world, we don't know how much longer we're going to have to do it. No way.
1: Um, you know, uh, What's really awesome about what you said, man, one of the many things is that it relates right back to the uh, scripture in Ephesians 3, particularly uh, 16 and 17. So, and what, what I like is the order, what I like about it is the order of things. So, uh, of course, uh, Paul says, I pray that out of his uh, glorious riches, he may strengthen you, With power through the Holy Spirit in your inner being, in your inner man. Mm -hmm. So that made me think of how you said, you know, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning as the Holy Spirit calls you
0: Mm -hmm. close Mm -hmm. to prayer. Mm -hmm.
1: So, and then it says, so that, so in order for, so that, Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like uh, going back to the pastor we were listening the message we were listening to earlier, and he made the analogy of uh, uh, when Christ dwells in your heart. The word "dwell," especially Mm -hmm. the the root word in the Greek, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, that it means to um, make yourself at home. Mm-hmm. So that may Christ make Himself at home mm-hmm. in you through faith. So the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. precedes that, mm-hmm. almost like if I don't know my silly my silly analogies. It's like Jesus, almost like being like uh, the president, right? Mm-hmm. So He sends His, you yeah, know, best, Secret yeah. ser- Service yeah. and, and His assistants to come to your house. And clean up a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the power of God. To clean up a little bit. Make the place conducive Mm -hmm. to Jesus' feeling at home. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that he may come and dwell. Mm -hmm. And be there. But then once Jesus is in your heart, then that's when he wants to see your dirty closet. He wants Mm -hmm. to see your messy garage. Mm -hmm. And then the cleaning continues. Mm -hmm. But in a much deeper level, Mm -hmm. that's when that... Power that power that we know that anytime we can ask things in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you get reach that level. Yeah. So it takes, it's a process. Mm-hmm. The, uh, through God's, uh, th- through the Holy Spirit, we're able to be strengthened with God, God's power mm-hmm. so that then Jesus can come and dwell in us. Yeah. And once he's there, he's there.
0: He's there. He's definitely there. And I think, I think the phase that I'm in now is this place of surrendering. Like I have been on the opposite side where I'm so driven. It's like I I, I make decisions, I, I choose a destination, and I just go for it. And I'm used to making decisions, moving forward, accomplishing my goals. And it's been like that for quite some time. And I believe that that was also the grace of God showing me that whatever you desire, I will make that way for you. And I definitely had good intentions, they weren't selfish, but then I got to this phase where I started making plans for the things that I accomplished as opposed to, again, surrendering them to God. And then uh, I went through this phase where I was pursuing this avenue that I did all the studying, did all the schooling, and just, I had to take the, the test and kept missing by like two and three points. And got majorly discouraged, and I think there was a place of I wouldn't say anxiety, I can't say fear, but I guess they're in the same family of failure, like this fear, and I, I just walked away from it, and I believe that again the the through the word of God I was told to revisit it, so I started clearing out the space to now focus in this area. And I think I'm in this place of now surrender. Okay, I've shown you what I can do, but now I need to know that if I give you more, you will not only do it my way, you will give it to me to do what I want to do with it, not what you think you want to do with it. And I know that I'm in that phase now. I know that a lot of this is about just me operating in obedience as opposed to it being Something that's logical uh, from my perspective. I mean, there's things that I feel that I've been instructed to not do that aren't necessarily bad things. But the Lord is showing me I'm telling you because I want to know that you will do what I tell you to do. And it also uh, translates to the mornings. Like, I believe that what's happening to me is the Lord is testing me to see if I call you, you will get up. If I call you, you will do what I ask you to do. I think the challenge for me is my sleep is broken and I'm tired uh, when I need to be busy. (laughs) So, uh, you know, but I know that it's the Lord because I have a peace about it. I don't have this anxiety with it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting enough sleep. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I just feel like I'm like, okay, God, I don't really understand But I'm going to do it because you've shown me time and time again your power. So at this point, I don't doubt that you're doing something. And I don't need to understand it. I just need to know that everything you do works for my good. And for the good of those who are called according to your purpose. So all of these things show me that not only am I in your uh, line of sight, you are focusing on me so that is a privilege to me so a lot of the challenges even if I don't fully understand it I count it as a privilege because God is taking special interest in buffeting me and shaping me so I I look forward to knowing where this goes because right now I'm kind of like I have no idea where this is going but I just try my best to surrender and enjoy the peace and just stay you know, just just keep it keep it moving, Tiffany. Just drink your water, eat your food, sleep when you can, <laughs> yeah. and 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 keep it positive because God is good. And I I thoroughly enjoy praying. It's to the point where I actually look forward to it because if I'm awake and the Holy Spirit has something to do, and I I I I really look forward to it because I'm excited to see what the end the end uh, destination is. Because I have no idea. I have these pictures in my head, but I don't even know. I'm hoping to have a deja vu moment saying I've seen you before. I just didn't know what it was, you know. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I do. I do. There is a scripture. um, I want to say it's Philippians. I can't even. Don't give me the line. I'll see if I can find it uh, really quick before we we uh I was gonna say before we hang up (laughs) before we oh um let me see let's see oh right here it's Isaiah Isaiah 66 I actually was looking at it the other day and uh I think I read this in another podcast but I just I love this uh the first uh two verses it says heaven is my throne and earth is my foothold footstool Where is the house that you will build me and where is the place of my rest For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist says the Lord But when but on this one I will look on him who is poor and con, of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. And I did. I was reading this and meditating on it and breaking it down. And it says there in, in verse 2, it says, But on this one will I look. And it pretty much says, with favor. I will look on this person with favor. Uh, on him who is poor and contrite of spirit. Who is humble, sincere... And showing a sense of guilt and a desire for atonement for the things that they have done that were unrighteous. And who trembles, who shows the reverent fear of who God is. And I I just am at a place where I just I want my heart to be the place where God rests. I want God to look on look at me and be pleased. Um, you know, I, I, I'm grateful at this point. I don't necessarily have a sense of guilt, but I have definitely, I repent regularly because sometimes I don't know what I do. Yeah. You know, I could just have a thought like, mm, I do have a, you know, I, I, you, we'd be riding in the car. Sometimes I'd be like, mm. I'm learning now when a person is rude or like if we're driving in traffic and someone is rude but then surely someone else will do something kind. I just say, Lord, bless that person because they took the time to be kind as opposed to trying to curse the person who was rude. You know, I try to speak blessings when I drive. So I try to bless those who do the kind driving as opposed to cursing those who do the butthead driving. Um, And also, I recognize too, I also make mistakes when I'm driving. If I'm a little distracted, I may not... You know I'll stop at the stop sign but I'll go first and the other person has the right of way if I'm distracted or I'm in a rush I don't do anything intentionally at this point thank the lord but I have definitely made mistakes and got distracted like remember we was driving up up to the Poconos I didn't even see the car like but the car was I had my turn signal on and I was technically still ahead of the car but I was trying to merge into their lane And what they did that I was not aware of is that they sped up to not let me pass, but I didn't see them at all. So I'm still, I'm still going to the left Mm -hmm. and they're, they're trying to not let me pass to the point they're willing to drive almost into the wall, into the median, instead of slowing down. I'm just kind of like, well, that wasn't smart. Like I care about my car. Like if if the tables were turned and the person doesn't see me, even if I honk at you, I'm going to slow down because I'm like, dude, like I'm not willing to lose my car to play my life, to play the game of chicken (laughs) with you. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. But
0: I honestly didn't see them. So, you know, it's just, you know, I, you know, wait, you know, it was what it was, but there's certain mistakes that I make that I still am not aware of. So, you know, uh, I try my best to Understand that everybody operates that way. Everybody can be distracted. So it even helps me with, you know, drivers who are less pleasant, depending on what area I'm driving in. Uh, but I want I want God to to see sincere remorse. I want him to see that I have a desire to atone and to walk upright. I have a desire to be conformed to the image of Christ. I have the desire to shift into... The human being he is intended for me to be. I want to be what I was intended to be when I was created and placed in this body at this point and phase in time as we live it. Time is our metronome. This is how we all stay on one accord and stay in agreement with one another. Without time, we all be doing our different things all at different times of the day. That wouldn't work. So time creates an agreement for us and we are all here with an agreement to live this life and we get to decide based on how we surrender to our source What, how full and how fulfilling of a life we're going to live
1: and uh, you know um, we thank God we, we are awarded that time Because um, when it comes to faith, faith is very much linked to periods of waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, as a guitar teacher, I always tell my students that, you know, uh, don't get upset with yourself if you're doing an exercise and it sounds bad right now. Mm -hmm. Instead, go home and practice consistently. And it's through the repetition and with time that then the muscle memory kicks in and you will literally wake up one day and bam, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And, and they have all not, I cannot even say one missed that, that they have all come back to me and said, yeah, that was so true. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, um, us not developing a relationship with the Lord, um, seeing change in our lives, uh, the whole idea of a prayer and a time alone with God or uh, our behaviors and our thought process uh, in, um, you know, having that, the choosing to to have that positive thought rather than concentrating on that negative thought mm-hmm. that you would rather have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we spent, year, most of us spent years doing it the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. So it takes time and within that time, it takes the repetition of practicing the right and the, and the correct ways for them to then become second nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it takes faith mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it whilst, while it still doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You have to pray while you still don't get your blessings. You have to do it when you don't feel like doing it until it becomes such a, a habit that then, that's when you start to see the results. But like you know, like you said, God will test us a little bit. You know, he, He's not gonna just give things to us just because we ask one time, or just because. You know, He wants to know we're serious about this.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just just like in life. Yeah. No, no, none of us progress until we learn and we pass our tests. We learn that in school. Like, I'm telling you, I don't want any doctor operating on me that haven't passed no tests. You know what I mean? I I don't see people coming to me in my profession and I haven't put in the time to learn my craft. People are not coming to you to learn music and you just started yesterday. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? It takes time to grow and learn. And we can do it in any other area that we're passionate about. But with our relationship with God, we have to recognize that the fulfillment of all the things that we do in this life starts and ends with God. Just the simple fact that you have a special interest to learn something in particular, that is placed within you. That's not by happenstance. You didn't (laughs) go and decide when you were in the womb. You know what? When I come out, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It is a part of who you are. So you were already had you already had an implantation of what you were supposed to do when you entered this realm. And it is until you submerge yourself in And get in alignment with God that you can fully operate in. it. You can learn it, but then there's the activation of it and how it changes the lives of others. And that can only happen through growing in intimacy, allowing the Holy Spirit to transform you from the inside out, and setting up a home for the Lord in your life to weed out the things that get in the way that will choke the potential... Uh, growth of the healthier portions of yourself because those negative aspects they're like weeds, they take up the nutrients, they take up the air and all of the things that the healthier parts of you need in order to grow and blossom that's why we need God that gardener to prune us and to remove the things that no longer serve us and we've operated in them for so long it does feel uncomfortable But if we surrender to it, we can see on the other side that we're better in the long run and we can then share our experience with other people because it's going to be new to them and they're going to be a little fearful. They're going to be a little unsure, but that is part of our journey as believers is to share our experience with others to show them that they can do it as well. So it does not serve us to operate in a self-righteous manner. As if we just walked and came out the womb, saved and sanctified one day. It's not realistic, and it's not Christ-like.
1: And let's be honest, self-righteousness is very close to idolatry, because instead of putting God first and in in, in uh, acknowledging that you are the way you are because of God, because by yourself you're we are really. What that's the word say? Our oh, righteousness
0: is as filthy rags. Exactly.
1: So, but when we are self-righteous, then we're saying we did it. Mm-hmm. We God, God, God uh, favors us because of how we are, how mm-hmm. good we are. Mm-hmm. That never works.
0: I just knew. I, I was like, God, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you soon, God. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a meeting of the minds there, you know. So, yeah, right. you know, just like Job, Job was blessed, but he started relying on the accomplishments he made, as opposed to recognizing that everything, even though he was in a place of comfort, that was maintained by God. And we we talked about in that, that in the, in the last podcast. If you read Job thirty eight, God is like, where were you? Psst. When I created the heavens and the earth, you know, like I mean, I encourage you thirty-eight and thirty-nine. God is like, yo, let me school you real quick,
1: right? You
0: know, you you'll bring that down a notch, son. You know, so again, we we're not here to preach at you. We're just here to to share and to uh just share our growth of how we're growing in the Word and how the Word has transformed us and it continually transforms us from day to day to day, from glory to glory to glory to glory. And it's exciting. It's frustrating. It's tiresome. But I've never felt more confident and powerful because I've been there, done that in some areas. And you can't convince me God is not the almighty. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, we hope this was a blessing to you. And uh, we welcome your feedback. And please share this podcast with others. And uh, until next time, be good to yourself. Be good to others. And uh, pray for us. Yep. <laughs>
1: and we'll pray for you. Totally.
0: Amen. So.
1: Yep. All right. God bless. Thank you.